Welcome to Five Phases Health. Your hosts are Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Over the next hour, you'll hear from experts in the field on how you can achieve sustainable good health. Welcome to Five Phases Health Radio, your guided journey towards personal transformation and sustainable good health. We simplify health, wellness, and nutritional information, eliminating the guesswork, helping you to achieve radiant health. I'm your co-host, Peyton. And I'm Christina. And we want to welcome you to this show. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. If you're a... um, Returning listener? Yep. Returning listener. (laughs) We do appreciate it. If you're a first-time listener, we do appreciate it. Welcome you to the show. Yep. Check out our other... uh, Episodes. Episodes. Not sure you might be listening to this from the webpage or on Spotify or one of those. One of our streaming devices. There there should be some... There's some more. More stuff. Interesting. Cool things. Yep. Yes. The goal of our show today is to talk about how to get you started on on your wellness or fitness or weight management program. So Five Phases is about aging gracefully and tools for longevity that are sustainable uh, daily habits that lead us to to long term long term sustainable good health, and um, one of the ways of getting started, of course, is establishing a goal. What exactly is it that we're trying to achieve? There's so many things. So right? many things. Yeah. Right. It could be weight management. It could be a fitness goal. Like I want to be able to do, I don't know, walk X number of miles. Or I want to be able to lift a certain amount of weights. Or I want to be able to do push ups. Or I want to be able to do sit ups. Or I want to be able pull ups. To- <laughs> Yeah, I'm the, the, blanks, I'm the right? worst. I'm the worst at pull ups. Yeah, absolutely. So. I want to be able to jog a mile. Yep. I want to uh, fill in the blanks. Right. So, so yep. many things. But the but how do you know? How do you know which goal is the goal to aim for if you're just getting started? Like, in other words, how do you know how to start? Where do you aim for at the beginning? Well, fortunately, there are there's an acronym. A really cool one. That's very handy. Yep. That you can re- rely on to help you get started. And it'll make you feel really. Smart. It'll walk you. <laughs> It'll make you feel smart. Wow, it's called smart goals. Because <laughs> it's called smart goals. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. Smart goals. So, what are smart goals, Peyton? Well, let's talk about what smart actually stands for. Sure. Kind of give an overview. Okay. So, smart is the S is specific. Mm-hmm. M measurable. See how how do I spell this? Oh yeah, A achievable. R, relevant. T, time bound. Okay. So that's what that's what. So specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. Okay. So now we're going to jump into each one of these individually and talk about what exactly does that mean. And also keep in mind, this is really a motivator. So using this little tool is a way to keep your motivation going because you'll be able to use it to help chart your your exercise your progress, progress uh, course over time that kind of thing absolutely yeah so. and and embedded in the smart goals is the idea that it's something that you can actually accomplish aka achievable and so as you achieve certain goals then you're motivated to continue to build on those goals and to um, find uh, additional areas to to work on so and that actually leads us into the first one sure so the s and smart said was specific right so we can look at this as you define and you're very clear on what you intend to do so can't it doesn't need to be vague it needs to be pretty specific so if an overall goal like like we said i want to i'm training for a a triathlon right so my goal is to be fit for the triathlon and so i need to in this case, break it down into three, three areas, areas. Right? <laughs> for sure. Okay. Three areas. Or my goal is um, I want to fit into a specific uh, piece of clothing, clothing. article yeah. of clothing for a special event. That's a specific goal, which means that either I need to um, uh, gain weight or I need to lose, lose weight, weight or I need to tone my body, shape it a little bit differently. Or it can be I want to be able to go with my family to Disney World for three days and not get tired walking around. There you go. Yeah. That's a so goal. Actually, that might require a few weeks or of maybe training. a couple of months of training, training depending right? on. Yeah. We have a goal, for example. We have a specific goal that we could use in this scenario. We're going on a trip soon. Yes. To Machu Picchu 
in Peru. In Peru, yeah. And that requires climbing. So, And it's at a very high, altitude, a high altitude to begin with. Right. Yes. So our specific goal could be be in an adequate physical condition such that we can enjoy yep. the time that we have on the Acclimate mountain. once we get there yep. as quickly as possible and then right. be able to enjoy it. 100%. Yep. So, so specific, right? It's going to be variable based on the person, but it gives you what you're working towards, right? So this one is not how many repetitions. This is not how quickly I want to do something. This is not maybe 15 pounds. It's I want to be able, it's the context within which you're doing everything. And then you're, um, you're going to refine that through the next steps, which are? So the next one is M in SMART, and that's measurable. And basically... The goal is going to provide some criteria to follow when we recommend at least three specific criteria. And it's basically going to define the extent to which the action needs to occur. So you basically are going to, you've got to look at what you're trying to accomplish and then got to kind of uh, determine three ways to get there. Uh, and then what are those measurables for those three ways might happen to be, would be an example. Or maybe come up with a measurable and then have three different ways to be able to kind of calculate to make sure that you're getting there. Because there could be some activities that you would do, like a triathlon, that, that actually has three different activities that you have to do in one go mm-hmm. so you need to come up with a way to measure your ability to do that within sure. a time frame basically yeah and this in this particular area to build on that um you're looking at how many repetitions you're doing of something or if it's a distance how much distance you're doing and then you're looking at a cadence which is how much how many times per week am i doing that so um Let's just go through mountain climbing, right? So we're going to go hike a mountain. Uh, we're not mountain climbing. We're no, no, hiking. I know. Like yeah. I said, I corrected. <laughs> yeah. I said hiking. I, so we're going to hike. A, we're going to walk up a mountain. So therefore, we need to be able to walk a certain distance without getting winded and, and the muscles tired and so on. And we need to be able to do it over a couple of days, right? So our goal might be uh, I want to exert myself three days a week doing an uphill climb doesn't have to be a mountain, but I need to put my body under an uphill climb condition. Or a load on the a legs load, right? of some kind. And so, so I can build um, a good foundation to be able to do that. And then I want to be able to, I need to be able to do, I said what, for how much time, how many days a week, and what am I doing, right? So that's where your measurable comes in. If it's I want to be able to do push-ups, then you're going to start with three push-ups, two times a day, Three days a week, right? So you have an attempt, yeah, and and then attempt to maybe do a certain number of repetitions, and and then once you get there, you can add in more or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, if you if you're not sure if that reaches your overall goal, then you can you work with somebody who is like a coach, a fitness coach, or a health coach. Somebody might be able to give you guidance on how to how to plan and get there if it's a long period of time. But we start with things that are in our next um, acronym, achievable. So we have to start right. with what's actually achievable, right? Yeah. If we, if we can't currently walk uphill without getting tired, then it's unreasonable for us to think that we can hike up a mountain a long distance without getting tired. So or, we have to find something. A, even walk flat for more. If, sure. if you can't walk for more than about 10 or 15 minutes right. before you get winded, then being at that altitude Correct. is not going to work. Yeah. So we have to <laughs> have to kind of determine exactly um, some training comparables to get you to those two to three goals that you would set for yourself. 100%. And make it achievable. Mm-hmm. 100%. And then, of course, it's if once it's achievable, we got it's now specific. We've got the context and the goal, and it's measurable and achievable. Something we can actually do because we're going to start with that foundation and then build on it. And then, of course, the next acronym or the next letter in the acronym is relevant. Relevant means that what we're doing actually pertains 
to to the specific the, goal, the goal that you're to trying to achieve. achieve. Yeah. Now it might seem silly, right? If we're trying to do push-ups, what does it mean? Why would we be putting walking as a goal? Well, there's kind of a, a relationship there. But if the idea is I need to build muscle mass, then we need to actually do an exercise that helps to build, build muscle, muscle mass. mass, which is weightlifting of yeah. some sort, right? But the lo- the muscles under under load to use the word you used earlier. So it has to be pertinent to the actual goal itself so it it seems almost intuitive but there are instances where we get if we're not sure if we don't have the understanding of the body mechanics and physiology we might be doing something thinking that is going to lead to a certain goal however we find out that oh that doesn't actually contribute to the goal that i'm trying to achieve so again if there's a little bit of confusion of how do i know um, there's some great tools out on the internet and you can always, again, engage with a health coach or a fitness coach, um, somebody, a trainer who can, who can help you if you're fuzzy in that area. And then, yeah. And it, and it can get a little, it depends on how complex mm-hmm. if you're probably, if you're just wanting to be able to within, you'd love to just be able to walk or run a mile yeah. as an example. That's pretty it's, a, it, it, it's pretty straightforward mm-hmm. basically so now you just need to walk a little further a little longer than a mile to get yourself comfortable going a mile as an example and then you may if you want to run that mile you may walk with interspersed times of running short distances within that mile or or in this case might go a little further um so that you start to uh narrow that little uh it from being just a walk to running you start to narrow them and bring them both together basically until you are running that mile as an example yeah so yep as you were mentioning that i also thought about rehabilitation so there might be not just an actual you know point zero forward training type thing but there might be kind of a work backwards from point zero in the sense that there's some some part of the body that needs to catch up to the rest of the body yeah. in order to support that that overall number one uh, specific goal. Mobility, when you've just had a uh, maybe an ACL uh, injury, injury mm-hmm. and so it's been repaired. Sure. So now you've got to not only work the knee, but then there'll be some there'll be some hip flexor yep. things that you'll do. You'll work the hamstring, you know, on all different sides, and then the measure might be that um, as an example could be that you can uh within two or three weeks you're able to get around on, with only one crutch as an example instead of having to have both um or then the next goal which would definitely be a relevant goal would be to walk without any mm-hmm. assistance uh, devices or any of that kind of thing right so that would totally be some achievable things mm-hmm. in that realm which is that really great 100 cool. yeah so you know we're our our the people we work with and the people who we help are typically a little bit later in life, right? And have some sort of challenge going on. And so this one is particularly interesting. The idea, the concept of rehabilitation inside of a SMART goal, uh, especially post-injury, post-surgery type things. Yep. Um, so many delicate areas of the body that need to um, go through the healing process, right? And each one yeah. of them has their own pace. They have their own uh, time for healing and they have their own impact on the overall physiology and the functioning of the body. So we have to give everything its own space and time to go through its process so that it can, in this case, catch up with everything else. And so we said time here. So we'll go to the last letter in the acronym, Peyton. which is time bound, which is time, time relevant. Right. So we got to put a timestamp on yeah. it, which I kind of talked about just a few minutes ago, yeah. started adding in some, mm-hmm. what does this look like? And that's basically what we're looking at is define time frame and, this has some multiple benefits because it puts a sense of urgency on what you're doing so that you do do these things on a regular basis to um, achieve those goals. Mm-hmm. Um, it also is a measure the, if at that end of that time frame that you set, how close within those, I call them sub goals, but you got your main goal and then you've got some measurables. You've, you're very specific in what you're doing. You know it's achievable. It's relevant. So what we're looking at is, did you meet that success within that time frame? And probably most people look for around uh, 90%. 
close mm-hmm. to what you're intended to do within that time frame mm-hmm. is kind of how to look at it. So at least that's the way I do it. If you get 100%, then time to move on to redo your goal or add to it or maintain. Yeah. And in this one, right, we want to have something that's in the near future to us for a goal or a time time stamp on it. If it's too far out in the future, we say, I would like to be able to walk a mile at some point in my life. Well, you know, how do you you attach to that? A lot of us are motivated by the challenge, right? And so the idea is to give us something that we can work towards, something that's achievable that's the a and something that that keeps us motivated that's not in there but i'm going to put that in there anyway so it's yeah. a double m smart it's the motivated smart goal. well time time is a motivator because mm-hmm. we only have a finite amount of it sure. so all the way around uh daily yearly lifespan that kind of thing mm-hmm. so it can create a uh a, you know it can be a huge um push to get sure. to where you want to be don't put off for tomorrow what you can accomplish today. Today, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're getting close to the uh, end of this segment. Um, Stay tuned for the next one, which is really fun. Essence of an exercise session. Yes. All right. We'll be right back after the break. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. Are you tired of feeling powerless over food? Do you obsess over every bite? Dr. Nina is here to help you identify your hidden triggers, stop emotional eating, and create permanent, sustainable weight loss. No more diets and no more deprivation. Learn how to live a life of freedom, joy, and happiness while still enjoying the food you love. Join Dr. Nina as she shares her expertise on how to outsmart emotional eating and live your best life on The Binge Cure with Dr. Nina. Thursdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Have a question for Peyton, Christina, or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show with Peyton and Christina. And we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Glad you're here. Glad you're here and uh, (laughs) glad you've stayed with us. And if you just tuned in, uh, we're fixing to talk a little bit about um, what the essence of an exercise session actually looks like, the components. But our previous segment, which I highly recommend, um, if you didn't catch that portion, go back and listen to it. Actually, go back and listen to it a couple of times. It's really good information in there. And it was uh, using a thing called SMART, an acronym that stands for S-Specific, Measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And these are ways of setting goals and motivating you to succeed in whatever that goal happens to be. So that's what the previous segment was about. And so we'll get started with the essence of an exercise session. Right. So we're, we're, at, we're on our yoga mat or uh, in okay. the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or standing out by the in the yard by the curb getting ready to do something. <laughs> Outdoor, uh, outdoors outdoors exercise, exercise sure, running, uh, walking, that kind of thing. We're at square zero. Very first thing. So what I'm going to do is at the start I'm going to set or review my intention. 
what was my goal? What would, what did I set for today? What was, what did that look like? What is it that I need to achieve that I took this time out of my busy day or evening or early morning to, to do? Mm-hmm. What about you? Yep. So I'm going back to my smart goals. I'm going to my, my first one, which is my specific goal, right? My overall context of everything. What am I working towards? And then I'm going to say, how does this, how does today, this practice right here, right now, how does that fit in with my overall goal? Because then I have a relationship with it, right? I want to make it mine. I want to make it personal. I want it to to speak to me. I want it to motivate me. I want it to mean something to me. Otherwise, I'm just going through the doldrums of, oh gosh, I have to do this exercise and I don't really want to and I'm unmotivated, right? But if I remember what I'm working towards and uh, then I can feel like I'm connected to it and I can say, okay, I know this is probably going to be difficult and challenging and it's going to have to exert myself, but I'm motivated to do it because I, I want to reach this particular goal that I've established that is important to me. It's great. So you've, you've basically set the foundation mm-hmm. for the whole session mm-hmm. and you made it yours, which is you can't get any more self-care than that, really, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Yeah. That's a big step, actually, for mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially I know sometimes exercise um, for me, sometimes at time, it just seems like it's work. And I, it's something that I would have to do to achieve something. But the goal, I think, and I always try is that overall, you're always going to be looking to have better health, mm-hmm. health and wellness. Sure. So, And we say health is wealth, right? Health is everything. If you don't have your health, you don't have everything else that you want to accomplish in your life. So it's really important to pay attention to it. Now, everybody's health goals are going to be different. Some of us want to be athletes, but not everybody wants to be an athlete. Our goal here is just to motivate and guide folks who just want to extend their life, maybe recover from an injury. Quality of life. Maybe recover some of that youthfulness, energy, and spark that we remember from years ago and want to bring that into today. Um, And it can be something a little in between, right? It can be somebody who's really trying to get back into health and lose some weight. Maybe they want to um, condition the muscles and build some muscle mass and things. There's so many reasons, right? The important thing is that we've got to be connected. And the reason we're doing all of this is to be able to support our body and our overall life goals, whatever those might be. So we talk to folks, right? And they want to be around for their grandchildren. That's a admirable goal and very important right as you go to the second stage of or third stage of life you know however you view it it's we start to realize oh time is so precious and the time that i have left is so um, meaningful to me i want to be able to enjoy as as much of it as i possibly can and we need to have our health in order to To support us to do that so um and then my next step since you had asked me first um, on what I do um, <laughs> is to once I have my goal and the intention and I've set it and I know what the activity I'm fixing to do, what that looks like, or I have my notes with me or maybe it's on my phone or tablet or something like that. So I know I'm ready to go. I take a moment, take a big, deep breath, relax and get ready to start. Mm-hmm. And I, now I'm ready. I'm ready to then do the next stage which is warm-ups. Oh, I love warm-ups. Warming the body up. I love warm-ups. Yeah. You know why? Put some heat in the body. Because warm-ups don't usually have like this huge goal inside of them. It's not like I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's War- true. Warm-ups actually, can be fun. You can have can. fun in a warm-up. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're yeah. stretching. Oh, we're, we're... There's no stress here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right, right, right. This is right? Just... We're not performing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're warming up. It's important. It's an important thing it is, because very it sets important. the stage to reduce injury yeah. and be able to um, utilize your body in the best possible way. Well, you got to get the fluids way. moving. You've yep. got to get your articulations lubricated with synovial fluid. You got to get the blood moving. You got to get the muscles warmed up so you don't tear your muscles uh, working out. You've got stretch to the muscles, release. get the range of motion back in there. Yes, start to. Um, some, release tension. Um, some things you do um, to warm up can start to link the kinetic chains in the body. So you can go across that. joints, mm-hmm. go from the hips to the shoulders, mm-hmm. 
it, remember where your shoulders and feet. are. Yeah, you start to remember. Consciousness. Feel, oh, yeah. feel your body. You know, feel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm present. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's my elbow. Yeah, I hadn't yeah. talked to my elbow yeah. in some time. <laughs> and the elbow might be talking back to elbow you that it's got a little back. bit of a. It's tight. You yeah, know, it's got, exactly. it needs to move a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Warm ups so. are so important. Um, There's so many areas that we don't work out. Um, Throughout the day, like if, especially if a lot of us are sedentary, we're either in the car driving or sitting at a desk doing a job or otherwise, um, you know, just sitting. So the hips, they need a lot of movement. They were built for movement. For movement, yeah. And we don't move the hips as much. So warm-ups is a great way to get things moving around and, and ready for your next step. Um, one thing to keep in mind. Um, I always like to, you might start out most of your, whatever warmups that you happen to be doing, they should be pretty much joint and, and cross joint type movements. So the, the idea here is to, since there's no pressure, there's no real thing to, um, no strictness to form or, or start, um, there's no, um, what do you call it? You don't have to put a super effort into it. So you're not going to be out of breath, that kind of thing. However, the idea is to each movement that you do, you're going to do it for some repetitions is to really go into the movement. And what I mean by that is you, the movement could be fairly shallow. So we could use circling the wrist as a um, example. So you're just, turning the wrist inside or outside, probably would do both. But right in the very beginning, your muscles are cold. The joint is cold. It's not been doing much of anything, uh, probably, especially if it's early morning. So once you start that rotational movement of that joint or any joint, you want to start fairly shallow. Just get the movement connected up so that you can make a circle. Right at first, it might be, I have to think about it to make the circle. And then as you're doing circles, it becomes a bit easier. But what you'll notice is if you really connect with it is that all of a sudden you can make the circle bigger and you'll feel that joint release. You'll feel the forearm muscles become more relaxed um, and you can make that, you can get more, you can get deeper into that, that stretch or the circle that the stretch is actually doing. And so what you get then is you get the muscles firing correctly to allow the proper movement to happen and they're firing fully so they know exactly what their range of motion is and what needs to happen um so you get this um kind of like a an activity stretch response so one side is pulling contracting while the other side has to completely release and let go for you to do that for circling toward the inside and then as you come around to the outside, the outside forearm contracts and the inside forearm releases. So now you're, you're telling the muscles it's okay to relax <laughs> and then it's okay to contract here. Mm -hmm. So they kind of do some reprogramming of the um, electrical system in the body, neuromuscular. Yeah, so breaking up stagnation, breaking up uh, areas where things are tight or where the... Uh, tendons have have loss of uh, elasticity mm -hmm. so warming up is important and then we move into so we're, we're here we're at the beginning we've we've established our goal we're warming up and then what are we doing well it all depends on what our goal is and mm -hmm. what that activity is but i guess the next section would be the conditioning part so it the, would actual, be the actual the actual training the training that you're doing for mm -hmm. whatever specific goal that mm -hmm. you have in mind mm -hmm. At this point. Yeah, right. And those are all variables. So at this point, you put you take your SMART goal, which was uh, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, Relevance, and time-bound. Time and you put that all into this bucket, right? So we, we, we started, we put ourselves where we're going to do our routine. We've put our mindset in place, recalled why we're doing all of this, get, you know, pump ourselves up with motivation, get our body warmed up, ready to go. And now we can start our actual practice of training and uh, conditioning of the body, whatever area it is that we're working on. So now we're in the bulk of it. And this, and this conditioning part could be, um, it could be lightly vigorous type of exercise to moderately um, vigorous or hard to very vigorous, very hard. So you could, you could have three kind of perceived levels of exertion, basically, mm -hmm. in what we're doing. So 
and this kind of is very broad because it could apply to many different things. Um, just as a, an aside, um, light exertion would be, you can still talk, you can move around, your breathing has increased, but it's not that much. Heart rate has come up a little bit. So for, for some, um, basically fit people, this might be just walking, um, a couple of miles as an example. Um, or if you're, um, on a treadmill or a bike or something along those lines, you're just kind of moving along heart rates just up a little bit. Um, but you can have a nice conversation, um, moderately hard or moderately intense activity then is you can still have a conversation, but you're focusing on breath. You can, you might even feel your heartbeat. Everything is increased in order to, um, adapt and um, uh, basically rise up to the level of the exertion that you're requiring the body or load that you've put on the body. Then very vigorous activity. It would be activity that you can't have a conversation. You might be able to say a few words like owl or this is hard. This is hard. (laughs) As an example, heart rate is really up and you're breathing very, very heavily. Um, So think in this case, most people can understand this one if you sprint someplace. So if you sprint all out after those first five five to five seconds or so, you're really breathing very, very heavily and really have a lot of effort involved in it. So perceived exertion is a great scale. Um, there's other variables there, but those three are really good to kind of moderate yourself um, so that you can... Uh, have a target if you don't have all the fancy things like a smartwatch or stuff like that to, to help you along. So um, I guess the next uh, section that we will talk about is the uh, what do you do after you've done your, your, your main exercise activity, the main conditioning that you're, you're working on, and that's cool down, which is just as important but not as um, stressful or whatnot as the just like the warm up. So it's not as stressful as your main conditioning, but it is just as vital because this is where you cement in all that work that you have been doing, so that the body remembers it later. The conditioning that you're doing, the range of motion through the joints, the linking of the kinetic chains of the body to do some sort of of a thing like throw a ball or run or something along those lines. So um, some things that you could do for the cool down could be similar to the warm up that you chose. You can always do that. That, you know, if you're, if you're designing an exercise program, um, you know, if you are, you're short on time, you can always do the same thing you did for a warm up because they're somewhat similar but really, what we want to do is we want to do some kind of post-large um, muscle group stretching exercises. Mm-hmm. Those are the best because the body is completely warm, and you are you might have done some maybe some heavy working out or weightlifting or something like that, and you want to keep that range of motion going. So right here is where we help to program the body to maintain a good range of motion, good connectivity through the the neuromuscular systems of the body or what I call kinetic chains. Yeah, that's great. I love what you said and, and the importance of stretching after working out helps with um, blood circulation as well as getting lymph uh, moved through, helps the cells exchange some of those um, uh, waste and energy and waste that the exchange has to go through. So it gives everything a chance to you, what you really and, don't want to cool down, cool down. Yeah, yeah. Right. You want to bring your heart rate down. If your heart rate got accelerated, you're working in a high intensity zone then you want to be able to bring it back down slowly so that, you know, you have a chance to uh, stay healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Get back into homeostasis. So so stretching is a great way to do that. Um, what's not good, of course, is like running and then just stopping and then saying, okay, well, I'm done now. I'm going to yeah. go sit down. No, let's let's take some yeah. time to work. Walk, maybe walk a little bit. Think of it lunges. like a curve rather exactly. than, than, a, than a cliff, right? So um, this has been some really great information. I appreciate listening to you talk about your experience in, in, in exercise physiology. So uh, thanks for joining in to this point, and we hope you return for our last segment. Uh, we'll connect with you soon. Thanks for tuning in.
Be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. In this polarizing age of misinformation, it is critical to examine the lessons of the past on history, culture, and trauma. Ingrid Cochran, CEO of Paces Connection, and her guests will explore historical trauma and outline how our collective past shades our perception of today's world and our shared experiences. In this podcast, we will examine the impact of past atrocious cultural events and the impact of the systemic trauma of racism and poverty on the human experience. Ingrid and her guest will also outline what is needed for our collective healing. Please join us for History, Culture, and Trauma, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Ignited Goddess explores health well-being and the love of beauty. You will learn the many healing modalities and find the right one for you. The commonality is the connection of mind, body, and spirit. Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Have a question for Peyton, Christina, or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show with Peyton and Christina. And welcome back. Welcome back. We're here, Five Phases Health Radio. If you've been listening up to this point, you're awesome. We appreciate we thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just joining in, um, we talked about SMART goals in our first segment. Second segment was basically the pieces that make up an exercise routine that you would be performing daily mm-hmm. from your goals and the things, the intention that you set. And now we're going to talk about um, basically after action report or after you know, after, the debrief. Yeah, the after exercise report, <laughs> the documentation, the sure. debrief. Um, because in reality, being able to document, take notes, and, and if you do have some of the neat, uh, neat gadgets, devices that are out there that record things like heart rate and your has a GPS built in so you can actually see how far you went in those and hill profiles, um, steps, all that information is really beneficial for you um for tracking plus if you do have some of the cooler apps it'll give you after a certain period of time it'll give you a uh idea about where you're headed um so it'll map your, it'll map sta- your trends yeah, it'll say you're, trend you're on you. you're yeah. on you're on trend or you're on target to hit your goal or you know you need to catch up here or you know you see graphs and so on feedback and but if you don't have um an electronic device to give you that that information then you can do a self-assessment through a journal right and yeah. through the journaling you can self-evaluate one through ten was it did i feel like i did i accomplish everything that was on my goal how did i feel after i did it did i feel good did i feel really extra tired today or how did i feel like, before and, and after? exactly yeah. so you can track all of that in a exercise journal and there's some great journals out there in the marketplace you just i mean just do a search on on your browser. You'll find something um, that you can use. If not, just take a piece of paper and write it down. It doesn't have to be fancy. Nope. <laughs> and once you get started with it, trust me, once you get started with it, you just kind of get hooked into the idea of, oh, and then how about that? And then looking into the past and, wow, look how far I've come. It's so easy for us to not realize the progress we've made on something if we don't actually record it somewhere. You can go back and do an audit, right? basically. You can go back and look. Yeah. And it's it, it's really helpful to have that information to to review. So one of the, the main uh, things that you can use this for is to determine when you should um, increase something or add here or you might have been doing some activity for a period of time where 
you hit a little plateau, you did more emphasis on what it was on that activity and it got better. And then, but then eventually for maybe the last couple of weeks or so it's plateaued. You don't seem to be getting um, better at it. You're, the goal is not in sight. So for me, one of the really the best thing for for this journaling, um, the recording your activities is you can go back and look and you'll be able to know when you've got to change it up and you've mm-hmm. got to make significant changes in the exercise in order to continue to get closer to your goal. Or if you have sub goals, small little um, road road markers, you know, that you have to meet, you'll be able to, to do that because at some point in time, without logging anything, you will never know if your body has adapted enough to where you have to make a drastic change in the exercise um, prescription that you're working with. Sure. Either the number of repetitions, the length, or the load that you're exerting under. Also, through uh, recording and keeping track of your progress on something, you might under- uncover a pattern that was previously un- you unknown, were un- unknown yeah. unaware of. You may uncover uh, a connection of some sort. Some of the most common ones that people uncover are the days that I have alcohol, like a beer or a glass of wine. The day after, it's a little bit harder for me to accomplish my goal or... Uh, you know, days where um, I was under high stress and then those days it's harder for me to do as many repetitions or something. So there's an impact of of the stress cortisol hormone on ability to perform. Or it may be I didn't sleep enough last night and so mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little bit foggy and less connected. So there and there's or food or food, uh, right? Didn't eat enough, didn't physiological eat enough. Yeah. things, you know, whatnot. You know, the days shorter, the days longer, the temperature went up, the temperature went down. <laughs> it I had, rained. <laughs> yeah. I had an ache or a pain that uh-huh. developed. Right. You know, all that kind of information mm-hmm. is important to know yeah. so that you can go back and be able to modify. Yep. yep. I think that the 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 overall overarching advantage of writing things down or recording them somewhere either of your tracking device whatever is that it takes the stress away from you having to remember. Mhm. We are so overloaded with information these days that to ask our brain, I need you to hold on to this data metric for a year. <laughs> or, <laughs> Sounds how about over- a couple of days? Right. Yeah. <laughs> for me. I need yeah. you to remember that on August 1st of 2022, I weighed 147 pounds. And then on August 1st of 2023, I a gained five pounds, b lost five pounds, or you know I'm still the same. Why not just put it somewhere and then your brain can relax? Most stress, most stress starts in our brain, mm-hmm. and if we can get our brain to relax, don't ask your brain to remember everything, to do everything, to solve for everything, to plan for everything, to do everything. Then your body will be like, wow, me and the brain, we get along really well. We can work together, right? But we, yeah. So anyway, I think the wisdom is that of, of being able to record <laughs> and put things down somewhere else. So really what we're looking at here is a, is your primary mode of a feedback loop mm-hmm. is really what we're doing here. And so um, some, if you are writing down logging journaling whatever you want to call call it everybody calls it something a little bit different um there's probably some very there's some specific things you definitely want in there and so the first things are going to be specific to the exercises that you're performing and usually what i do is i divide it up into what the goal is and then have to have next to it what i actually was able to accomplish so, um, and generally at some point in your exercise, there's a point where you have, you could take a pause or a breather, you know, it's a recovery section or at the, if it's a run or a walk, you know, at the very end, you would record these things down. Um, 
so, but you want the things that are specific to that. So if it's lifting weights, it's how many repetitions did I do? Um, how much weight was it? Um, did, was I able to accomplish all the, the order re- of, of course, it'd be the, the order. order. And then how long of a recovery did I have between sets as mm-hmm. an example? If it's going out and running, it's just tracking very basic. Um, when I started the time I started, the length of time that I did the activity. Um, and if you know mileage, you could put it in there if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a route that you know the mileage. Um, but additional things that you can put in there have to do with basically, okay, how did I feel? How did I feel before and after? Did I feel, or was I in good spirits? Did my body feel good? Was I, um, did I feel like I was ready to do this activity? How did I feel afterwards? As an example, did I feel more energy? Was I, was I physically tired, but felt mentally good as an example? Another one might be um, adding in there, um, well, you could really get into the idea that while I was doing the exercise, was I focused on the exercise that I was doing or was was I mentally scattered? Those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I like to add in those two other pieces to the basic, what did I accomplish in the exercise, is it gives you a roadmap to know when you're too tired. Mm Mm-hmm. When you're exercising too much and you don't have enough recovery, so you're 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 getting in a fatigue state, um, and then is this mentally stimulating enough, or is it getting to the point where it doesn't motivate me the things that I'm doing? So I might have to actually change mm-hmm. the activity to a different um, exercise to accomplish the same goal. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, there's a lot of information that we gather by doing exercise and then um, doing the evaluation at the tail end of it. Another thing I like to um, encourage at the end of a, of a routine is just paying attention to what changed from the beginning of the time you started doing it to the end of it. What what was your, we did that evaluation at the beginning. We stood there at, the, at square root zero and we said, okay, this is where I'm at today. This is where my I did my uh, internal scan, my mental, emotional, physical, everything scan. Then at the end of your your workout, you want to do the exact same thing. Do that scan. One of the implicit in there is the idea that everything is connected. And we tend to forget that. Most of us operate day to day just blissfully unaware of the amount of work that our hands and our feet and our organs go through on yeah. a daily basis to keep us functional. Yep. We don't think about it. It just happens. And so Probably we don't take, drink enough water. Right. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> and then we take take it for granted. So we don't think about it. We take it for granted. And we it becomes abundantly obvious to us how important it is when it stops to work. Yeah, exactly. So when the idea in prevention, preventative medicine is... Let's pay attention ahead of time so we get those early warning signals about what might need attention before it actually becomes a problem. So at the end of your workout, you do this scan and you do the stretching and you'll be able to notice, oh, that place that was really tight just really released and opened up. So I've got, I don't have an injury here. I can work through it. I have an expectation that this is something that will be easy to remediate. Or you have feedback that's like, wow, I really need to spend some time focusing. Like I have zero flexibility. Like I can't even touch my toes. That's something that we need to work on, especially as we age, because the tendons become hardened and they become more brittle and things start to break. So stretching really is important for longevity. So, you know, if we can't touch our toes, then and it's because of a lack of flexibility, then that's that's an important feedback loop to pay attention to. Right. Obviously, the, the ones that we most people will focus on first is heart rate, cardiovascular, things like that and so on. But stretching is equally as important. And the, the bottom line of all of this is certainly, again, taking the time to stretch and figure out what changed, what didn't change, what had very good um, progression trending, what didn't progress and trend positively and needs more attention. Because really what you're doing, what I'm, what I hear you say is, is you, we want better health and wellness to enjoy life. But if, 
if what we're doing is injuring, causing injury because we don't realize it right away. Sure. And we're not doing that mental and physical emotional scan before and after, then we won't know that we're actually injuring ourselves and we have to modify the things that we're doing yep. or determine that maybe our like our gait is off yeah. or our balance. shoes are bad. What about balance? Balance, balance yeah. is super important, yeah. right? Yeah. Number one thing that, well, maybe not number one, but very common to, to think about in our aging population is the ability to have balance. So many injuries happen because people trip, they fall over, they don't have balance, they don't have quick... Um, they don't have the quick muscle reflex to be able to catch themselves before they fall or, you know, similar. So this is a way to understand, you know, do I need to spend more time? Do I need to pay attention to these areas? Which, you know, it's like a simple test, right? Can you stand on one foot? How long can you stand? With on your one? eyes open. With your eyes Preferably open. Preferably with something that you can reach <laughs> yeah. out and get your balance with. But and if yes, that's exactly. easy, then close your eyes. Can you? Oh, can, it's very difficult. Right? You know, yeah. maybe, maybe still have something next to you yeah. just in case you lose your balance. But these are tests that we can do to see where am I today versus where I was in the past and what is that? Is that in alignment with my future goal? What do I need to work on and what do I need to change, right? So um, just so important to pay attention to these things. Yes. I, um, I've i been guilty of not logging things in my time frame. And, um, and when you have gaps in things, it's hard to get an overall picture. So if you, as part of that, you know, this health and wellness um, journey that everybody is on, on, um, take the time to log, to journal, um, you know, at the very end set, you know, one page for each time that you do some sort of exercise activity, health and wellness activity, and also put your nutrition. What did you have to eat that day? Uh, we didn't actually didn't even talk about that, but we have a whole nother episode. And that's a whole nother episode on that one. But but documenting your nutrition. Um, but in the end, have a little section where you basically talk about how do you feel body-wise? How do you feel spirit-wise? Like, how, does, how is your spirit? Are you motivated? Are you, you know, um, are you down? Or, you know, are frustrated. you frustrated, um, angry, whatever it happens to be? Write that in there. And then, um, you know, how were you able to to focus and be a part of that um, health and wellness exercise that you were doing. Cause, and was it painful or was it not painful? Because unfortunately <laughs> sometimes getting into a stage of, of, of good body health and wellness can have some pain associated with it. Yeah. So, but it's good to know that, um, that it was difficult. It was hard. My muscles ached, that kind of thing. Well, I want to say thank you for joining us. Um, and um, please um, reach out if you have any questions on Facebook or the contacts page on our website. And love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you and have a great rest of your day. Till next time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Five Phases Health. We hope we've given you some tips to improve your health habits. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.